in the world this morning is Pastor Tokwe. I'll hand over to you. Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. Good morning, my God bless us all in Jesus' name. Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. Pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for your faithfulness and your love towards us. Thank you for the privilege to be among the living again. Father, be thou exalted in the name of Jesus. Amen. Dear Lord, we pray that you speak to us yourself this morning. In the name of Jesus, I give us the grace to be able to do and follow your instructions in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, blessed Holy Spirit. Jesus, mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Once again, good morning, sir. Good morning, man. Thank you very much, sir, for this privilege that you have given unto me. May God continue to uphold you in the name of Jesus. Amen. This morning, we are looking at the book of Isaiah chapter 53, verses 1 to 12. Isaiah chapter 53. We'll start the reading from verse 1. Isaiah number 53, verse 1. Who has believed our message? And to whom at the harm of the Lord be revealed? I'm reading from NIV version. He grew hope before him like a tender shoot. <coughs> and like a root out of a dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised, and we held him in low esteem. Surely, he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds, by his stripes we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our home way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, he was punished. 
he was assigned the grave with the wicked and with the rich in his debts, though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days, and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After he was he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied by his knowledge. My righteous servant will justify many. He will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of his word in the name of Jesus. Amen. This is uh, just an account of what Jesus had to suffer or what Jesus suffered. Uh, Isaiah here was prophesying, but we'll see eventually that the prophecy came to pass of what the Lord had to suffer and is suffered because of you, because of me, to bring us salvation. You now, sometimes when you read, you know, this account, sometimes you feel like shedding tears. One will want to cry. That's all. So Jesus had to go through all these things, all because of me just to give me salvation, just to make sure that I am free from sin. Oh, it was uh, an agonizing suffering. It's a different case, you know, if a criminal is suffering, if a criminal is suffering, you know, he knows that, oh, I am suffering because of what I have done. But it's very, very painful, deeply painful when somebody who has not committed any crime is wrongfully being punished for a crime he has not committed. So the psychological torture is so great. That is what Jesus had to go through because of you, because of me. Yet, we are saved freely. Yet, we are not asked, you know, whosoever wants salvation, we'll never be asked to go and bring, you know, some money. We'll never be asked to go and, you know, do one thing or another that, oh, you will have to also go and suffer this thing or that before you can get your salvation. It is entirely and completely free. But brethren, as we can see from this account, 
this salvation that you and I enjoy and that many will still enjoy, though it's free, but it's not cheap. Hence, the need for you and me to jealously guard our salvation experience. So this morning, what we are looking at is jealously guarding our salvation experience. That is free, but it's not cheap. It is of a great value. It is a worthwhile experience. It is an experience that we have because somebody laid down his life for us to have it. It is a privilege that we enjoy because somebody had to suffer shame so that we'll be able to enjoy it. Somebody had to be punished for a wrongdoing. Somebody had to be killed. Not just killed. Somebody had to be hanged on the cross, on the tree, pierced, beaten mercilessly without committing any crime whatsoever. So if somebody had gone through all of this for us, to give us and to secure for us our blood-bought salvation, how then, or what then should be our attitude to this gift that has been given unto us freely, but that is not cheap? Then it is important that we guard our salvation experience jealously. It is therefore expedient. It is therefore necessary. It's reasonable enough that we do not joke with it. It is therefore reasonable enough that we don't play with it, that we guard it, that we keep it, that we fight with our flesh and with our blood, whatever is it that contains with us to take that experience from us. In the book of Romans chapter 5, verse number 10, Romans chapter 5, verse number 10, For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life. It was, and it's life for life. Our whole lives preserved. And someone else's, you know, has to die. We'll take, I mean, somebody, somebody gives, lays down his life so that our whole lives can be preserved. So we should constantly remind ourselves that our salvation experience needs 
to be held in high esteem. It needs to be guarded properly. It needs to be guarded jealously. It is a privilege. It is an experience that can be lost. It is an experience that though precious, there is somebody around the devil who is always looking, you know, wanting to take it for anybody that from anybody that may be careless with it. It is my prayer that God himself will help us and will keep us to the very end in the name of Jesus. Amen. We will not lose our salvation experience. Amen. Everything that the Lord has done for us and has given unto us, we will not lose them in the name of Jesus. Amen. The book of John chapter 19, if we start from verse 1, John chapter 19, verse 1. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in a purple robe and went up to him again and again, saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and they slapped him in his face. Once more, Pilate came out and said to the Jews, Gather there, look, I am bringing him out to you, to let you know that I find no basis for a charge against him. Mm -hmm. When Jesus came out, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, Pilate said to them, Here is the man. As soon as the chief priest and the officials saw him, they shouted, Crucify! Crucify! Mm. But Pilate answered, You take him and crucify him. As for me, I find no basis for a charge against him. The Jews' leaders insisted, We have a law, and according to that law, he must die, because he claimed to be the Son of God. When Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid, and he went back inside the palace. Where do you come from? He asked Jesus. But Jesus gave him no answer. Do you refuse to speak to me? Pilate said. Don't you realize I have power either to free you or to crucify you? Jesus answered, You would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free, but the Jewish leaders kept shouting, If you let this man go, you are no friend of Shisha. Another, another, anyone who claims to be a king opposes Shisha. When Pilate heard this, he brought Jesus out and sat on the judge's seat at a place known as the stone pavement, which is which in Aramaic is Gabata. It was the day of preparation of Passover. It was over, uh, it was about noon. Here is your king, Pilate said to the Jews. But they shouted, Take him away, take him away, crucify him. Shall I crucify your king? Pilate asked. We have no king but Caesar. And the chief, the chief priest answered. Finally, Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. Carrying his own cross, he went out to the place of the skull, 
which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. Here they crucified him with him two others, one on each side and Jesus in the middle. Pilate had a notice prepared and fastened to the cross. It read Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this sign, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and the sign was written in Aramaic, Latin and Greek. The chief priest of the Jews protested to Pilate, Do not write the king of the Jews. But this man claimed to be king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What have I what I have written, I have written. When the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes, dividing them into four shares, one for each of them, with the undergarment remaining. This garment was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. Let us tear it, they said to one another. Let decide by Lord who will get it. This happened that the scripture might be fulfilled that said, They divided my clothes among them and cast lots for my garments. So this is what the soldiers did. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother. His mother's sister married the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there, and the disciples whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, the disciple took her into his home. Later, knowing that everything had now been finished and the scripture will be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there. So they soaked a sponge in it, but a sponge on on a stalk of Esau plant and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed down his head and gave up his, I mean, his spirit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So much suffering, so much pain, so much agony that Jesus had to go through because of you, because of me. It is my prayer that this death of Jesus over our lives will not be in vain in the name of Jesus. Amen. The grace to keep jealously our salvation experience. The grace never to be careless with it. The Lord Jesus will give it unto us in the name of Jesus. Amen. How then? Are we supposed, are we expected to guard? What are the things that we need to do to guard this salvation experience jealously? In the book of Hebrews chapter 12, verses 16 to 17. The book of Hebrews chapter 12, in verses 16 and 17. Hebrews chapter 12 verses 16 and 17. See that no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau, who for a single meal sold his inheritance mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. as the oldest son. Afterward, as you know, when he wanted to inherit this blessing, he was rejected, even though he sought the blessing with tears. He could not change what he had done. Here is also an admonition for you and me 
that we must not be like Esau in any way. We know what Esau did. He sold his birthright. There are many Christians in our world today as well who are selling, you know, the salvation that the Lord has given unto them. Just, you know, any time, any day. They just, they, I mean, selling it on the altar of fornication, on the altar of adultery, selling it on the altar of corruption, on the altar of bribery, selling it on the altar of, you know, all sorts of things like Esau did. Jacob asked him, I'm going to give you this porridge if you will just sell your birthright to me. And I, you know, Esau said, oh, what, I mean, of what value is this birthright to me when I am starving? When I am hungry, when I am this, when I am that, I don't care. Many Christians today as well don't care if it is money. That is why so many Christians, you know, nowadays there is nothing they can do if it is about money or if it is money or I don't care. Or when it comes to money, I am no longer a Christian. A lot of people will say, you know, the Bible is warning us here that we must always remember Esau who because of what he was going to eat, because of food, because of money, because of privileges, you know, mundane privileges, because of what he was going to eat, never was, you know, careful about his birthright. And he sold it to Jacob. And the Bible tells us when he realized, you know, he realized that, oh, what have I done to myself? And he wanted it back. The Bible said, he cried and cried and cried and cried and cried, but could not get it again. This will not be our portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. We will not go to hell in the name of Jesus. Amen. We will not lose our salvation experience in the name of Jesus. And if Amen. we have lost it, the Lord God of heaven and the earth, by his mercy, will restore it to us Thank in you. the name of Jesus. Amen. In the book of Revelation, chapter 16, verse 15 revelation chapter 16 verse 15 the book of revelation chapter number 16 and in verse 15 look i come like a thief blessed is the one who stays awake and remains clothed so as not to go naked and be shamefully exposed blessed is the one the man or woman who stays awake and remains closed, clothed with righteousness, clothed with holiness, so as not to go naked and be shamefully exposed. I pray that on the last day, shame and disgrace will not be a portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. So what is the Bible mm -hmm. telling us to do here? It's saying that we must continue to stay awake. We must stay awake. We must not any, not let anything divide our t attention or shift our focus, you know, from God. We must stay awake. We must keep trusting God and keep believing God. And I pray that God will help us in the name of Jesus. What else do we need to do? We'll look at this again in the book of Luke chapter 18, verse 1. The book of Luke chapter number 18, verse 1 where the Bible tells us Jesus himself advises us that we must continue to pray 
Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. The grace to always pray and never give up. God will give unto us in the name of Jesus. There is no one of his own ability who can keep himself, who can keep his salvation. It is when we pray that we draw strength from the throne of grace that is able to sustain us. I pray that God himself will sustain us in the name of Jesus. The book of Hebrew, chapter 10, verse 25. Hebrew, chapter number 10, and in verse 25. Hebrew 10, verse 25. Not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more, as you see, the day approaching the day of of our salvation eternal salvation is approaching the second coming of the lord jesus is every day drawing nearer and closer to us and so the bible is warning us that we must not forsake the gathering of the brethren we must not give up meeting in our church bible study uh, revival hour let us endeavor to be there the Bible says it is a habit of some people, you know, not to not, not to not to not to want to go to meeting, not to want to attend church service. But the Bible is encouraging us that when we go to meetings like this, you know, we are gathered with the children of God. What happens is that we encourage one another, especially as we know that the day, the day of the Lord, the day of salvation. It's nearer, it's getting nearer and getting nearer every day. The Lord will keep us in the name of Jesus. The book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 11. The book of Revelation, chapter 3, and in verse number 11. Revelation 3, verse 11. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one take your crown. Jesus is speaking to us here that is coming soon, that we need to hold on to what we have so that no one will take our crown. There are a lot of distractions in our world today. There are a lot of, a, a, a lot of fake pastors, you know, fake prophets going against and blatantly speaking against the word of God, you know, changing the heart of men, diverting their hearts, you know, from the way of the kingdom to the way, you know, of the devil. Here is an admonition from God to us this morning that we must not forget that he is coming soon. That which we know, that we know is the right thing. That which we have been taught by God himself, that which the Lord himself has told us is the right thing. The Bible says we must hold on to it and we must not allow anyone whatsoever to take away from us our crown. God will help us in the name of Jesus. Amen. In conclusion, we will conclude with the story. That story of Jacob and Esau. That book of Jacob and I mean, the, the story of Jacob and Esau in the book of Genesis, 
chapter 25. The book of Genesis chapter 25, verses 29 to 34. Genesis chapter 25, verses 29 to 34. Once when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau came in from the open country, famished. He said to Jacob, quick, let me have some of that red stew. I am famished. That is why he was also called Edom. Jacob replied, First sell me your birthright. Look, I am about to die. Esau said, What good is the birthright to me? What an ignorance. But Jacob said, Swear to me first. So he swore an oath to him, selling his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and some lentils too. He ate and drank, and then got up and left. So Esau despised his birthright. May we not despise our salvation in the name of Jesus. Amen. Whatever is it that we may be going through in our lives, whatever is it that has come our way, that is shaking us, the Lord himself will keep us strong in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. The Bible tells us in the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 35, that what shall separate us from the love of God? Is it famine? Is it nakedness? Is it persecution? The Bible says, whatever is it, that we are going to be more than conquerors. Amen. Him that loved us in the name of Jesus. Amen. We'll be more than conquerors in the name Amen. of Jesus. We we may be shaken, but we will not fall in the name of Jesus. And whatever is it that may look like a storm in our lives, the Lord himself is going to still the storm for us in the name of Jesus. We will not despise our salvation. We will not lose our salvation in the name of Jesus. We will not despise it. We will not give it to the devil in the name of Jesus. The Lord Himself will uphold us with His right hand Amen. of righteousness Amen. in the name of Jesus. At the last day, we will reign with God. Amen. I will reign with God. Amen. You will reign with God, Sama, in the name of Jesus. Amen. And it shall be well with us. Let Amen. us go and pray unto God that Father, please. Let's go and first appreciate God for the gift of salvation. What a gift. Thank you. What Father. a miracle. Let's go and appreciate God and say, Father, I thank you. I appreciate you for saving me in the name of Jesus. Let's thank God for saving us. Thank you, Jesus, for the gift of salvation. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we exalt your name. We give you all the glory, all the praise, all the honor. We thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Father, we bless you. We exalt you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God, for saving us. 
Thank you, God, for saving me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In the name of Jesus, 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 in Jesus, mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. And we pray unto God that Father, whatever I have lost, whatever you have given me before that I have lost. Wherever I am falling, Father, please show me mercy and restore me this morning in the name of Jesus. Whatever you have given unto me that I have lost carelessly, Father, please let it be restored unto me this morning in the name of Jesus. Restore it unto me, restore me, restore me, restore me, heal me. I am vaccinated, I am compromised, I am falling down. Father, please restore me, restore me, restore me, restore me, restore me in the name of Jesus. Father, please restore me. Jesus, I will not be in the name of Jesus. I will not be in the name of Jesus. I will not be in the name of Jesus. I will not be in the name of Jesus. I will not be in the name of Jesus. I will not be in the name of Jesus. I will not be in the name of Jesus. I will not be
Thank you for the gift of salvation. Thank you, Almighty Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. For saving us. Thank you, Lord. And making us one of your whole. We do not take it for granted, O oh God. Please, Lord, accept our thanks and praises in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our Father and God, you are the only one that can keep us from falling. Yes, Lord. You are the only one that can take us home by yourself. Yes. Father, we pray that you show us mercy this morning. Amen. And give us more grace so that we will not sell our birthright in the name of Jesus. Amen. We are, we are falling. Please, Lord, by your right hand of righteousness, lift us up and give us another chance in the name of Jesus. Amen. Give us strength. Give us grace in the name of Jesus. Amen. Give the devil for our sake in the name of Jesus. Amen. Whatever challenge we may be going through, we pray that such challenges will not overwhelm us. Amen. We will come out of them triumphantly in the name of Jesus. Amen. With you eternally in the name of Jesus. Amen. Nothing, no one whatsoever will separate us from your love and from your salvation in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Because you have answered us. Keep on reviving us again. Amen. Thank you for lifting up our spirit in the name of Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen.